Do you realize it has been 31 days since the last episode of Camus Conundrum? I know, I know. We are horrible people. <laughs> we should be punished. But we'll get to that later. We have to tell you where we've been over the past 31 days. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into where we're going. We're going to get into some headlines tonight. It's going to be kind of a variety show. Hello, and welcome to Cannabis Conundrum. Let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is about to begin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, let's start the show. You are listening to Desert Fox. Get ready to shift your perspective. Cannabis. Cannabis. It is here to stay, people. Listen up. It started with Sean. If you're in the Valley of the Sun, uh, September's bar, I, I can't tell you the night of the week. I'm a bad host. But sh- the Sean Show, um, my, my friend Sean is uh, the guy who kind of, we, we were like, yeah, talking about our numbers, we got this podcast, we're doing big things, da 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 da. Yeah, you guys don't know as much about marijuana as I do, and him and Foxy got into a weird conversation. He said, he kept asking me all these questions about um, different events in Arizona that I've never heard of because I'm so busy researching other stuff, other places that, you know, just kind of escapes me because I don't listen to the news or anything for that matter. And, um, yeah, so he's like, what's this and what's that? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what's this mean? I'm like, um, I know that one, but I can't remember. And he's like, you're a terrible podcaster. <laughs> Long story short, we got invited to a place called the Devil's Lettuce Lounge. We got lunch. The, the DL Lounge. Um, I broke my foot the night we were invited. <laughs> I didn't realize it until the next day. I went to the hospital, all the stuff, and I'm like, fuck that. We are going to the DL Lounge. Like, this is going down. Free weed. Yes. They call it Patient Appreciation Day. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. But, in a nutshell, we started to meet people in the Aston. And we started to find ourselves at other events. That, oddly enough, we never saw Sean at. (laughs) I hope you're listening. The owners of this particular place, we found out, owned the Earl Cup. So we started to look into the Earl Cup. We knew about the 710 Cup. It's a a judging competition, you know, to see who has the best of the best. But the Earl Cup is different. The Earl Cup is to see who has the cleanest medicine on earth. And I think that's what's special about it. Because if you listen to our show regularly, you know how we feel about our home state of Arizona. They don't do anything when it comes to the medicine. So in order to be in the Earl Cup, you have to be judged. You get secret shopped. 
you get a, a number of different methods employed to make sure that you are on the up and up. You have to earn the Earl Cup. The Earl Cup cannot be won. And so that's one thing that I really appreciate about that. And it makes me really excited to, to get to know some of these people that are involved with the project. And we're looking forward to it. So if you find yourself in the Phoenix area, um, listen to our podcast and check out our stuff because we're going to be posting events that we're going to be attending and maybe even hosting and I mean the, the possibilities are endless at this point and it's really exciting that we get to be a part of something that's so big it's super exciting so yay so did she just say that our show is now an Arizona show and it's about weed in Arizona not really because that's not gonna take place. Are you gonna hear about stuff that's happening in Arizona every week? Yes, yes, you absolutely are. But it's not gonna take over the show. We are adding several new segments and we're toying around with video. So there's a lot of new things that are just around the corner, if you just bear with us. We recently attended our first uh, normal meeting which is a, a public interest lobby group. And uh, that was super cool. We we're actually thinking about joining Normal. Normal is a nonprofit public interest lobby that for more than 40 years has provided a voice for those Americans who oppose marijuana prohibition. They represent the interest of tens of millions of Americans who smoke marijuana responsibly and believe that the recreational and medical use of marijuana should no longer be a crime. Normal supports the removal of all criminal penalties from the private possession and responsible use of marijuana by adults. Additionally, Normal supports the development of legally controlled market for marijuana, where the consumers could purchase it from a safe, legal, and regulated source. This model is referred to as legalization. What else did we do? <laughs> the very next night, we went to a, uh, a bingo, yes. And when I say bingo, I i mean, I don't think you picture all the people with trash, trash bags full of weed around the outside, like vendors of every shape and size. It was crazy. And yeah, everybody's smoking all the weed they could smoke. This place was pretty cool. And at the same time, it was exactly what you expect bingo to be. Pay this much, you get this many tickets. You know, extra tickets you got to pay this much more and you know of course there's raffles going off the whole time so you got raffle tickets you're always looking at and it was kind of a, a surreal experience <laughs> we've had a lot of things going on and we've been making a lot of connections and we have seriously we've been away from the show for a month but we have not been away from the show at all we've been working on the show the entire time and it was due that we have to come on here and talk about it. We're going to get into it, you know, a little bit more. And in the coming segments, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have extra things to discuss. You are listening to Cannabis Conundrum. Hell yeah. Enjoy the show. Cannabis Conundrum. Completely awesome. You're tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, and I'm glad that you are. 
My name is Patrick, and when you're done tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, why don't you come on over and check out my podcast. The name of it is We Live on a Planet. We're going to just talk some stuff and things. Maybe we'll learn a couple things as well. So come on over and check me out. I hope you do. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hey, now back to Cannabis Conundrum. It's the Cannabis Conundrum. Put it in your pipe and smoke some. This is Foxy Lady, and we have some headlines. On Tuesday, Michigan's Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs, known as LARA, issued new rules that are, according to an estimate by the Detroit Free Press, expected to result in the shutdown of 98 dispensaries across Michigan. The newly imposed and retroactive deadline will crash nearly 100 companies and their employees. The Lara order is expected to throw hundreds, possibly thousands of employees in Michigan's legal medical cannabis industry out of work, effective Friday. That's today. And dispensaries being shut down aren't allowed to keep their inventories, which means 98 Michigan dispensaries are under the gun to get rid of all of their product by today. And beyond the massive loss of the supply to Michigan's already sparse marijuana market, the surprise rule is expected to create a flood of product on the black market because few believe that it will be possible to dump entire supplies of 98 dispensaries by the end of today. Meanwhile, in Washington, the can stamp is a terpene identifying feature on halo boxes that could expand to all packaging within the Washington cannabis industry. Basically, it is a color wheel that indicates which terpenes are most prevalent within that product or strain. And once you learn which terpenes act best with your body or provide the effect that you're looking for, the can stamp could become the easiest way to know which strains you want to buy. But on the flip side, Washington doesn't require its growers to provide pesticide information. And a lot of growers use pesticides to ward off pests, which makes the cannabis unhealthy to smoke. But some growers have actually put the pesticides on the plants during the vegetative cycle and claim that their products are pesticide free. And just a little south of there in Northern California, a cannabis grower known as Noah Cornell in Northern California lost his home and a farm due to yield 1,200 pounds of harvest to the California wildfires. The California wildfires left behind one surviving plant that Noah crafted known as Maui OG. Okay, friends, got a question for you. Which came first, the flower or the song? Yes, friends, I'm talking about Purple Haze. So delving into the history of Purple Haze is like stepping back into the hazy pot growing days of Northern California in the late 60s and the early 70s where cannabis growing myths loom large. And just let me say, of all of the things that have raised this strain to the status of legend, it is the mystery surrounding its creation that is to be blamed according to the site. The most popular theory is that it was the Hayes brothers and Sam the Skunk Man, the originator of skunk, who created it. Legend has it that back in the 70s in California region of Santa Cruz, the cradle of cannabis culture in the country determined to end cannabis use 
these curious guys decided to cross some cannabis lines from all over the world. According to this legend, the Hayes brothers combined sativas from Mexico, Colombia, and some claim India. And then they took the best female plants and crossed it with a landrous male from Thailand to create original haze. Skunkman then took the haze and tried to develop more stable crops from it, purple haze being one of the first. The seed selling site called I Love Growing Marijuana wrote that purple haze feminized seeds are very easy to cultivate, so it's perfect for first time growers. Purple haze being a sativa dominant, it is known for its spirited uplifting mood effects. And if it's so fairly easy to grow and has uplifting effects, who knows? Maybe this classic will get a reboot. In politics, a White House anti-marijuana committee has been asked to collect negative data for a slam book against legalization. The group specifically asked for scare stories or pictures to illustrate legalization critics' concerns, typically drug driving, teenage marijuana use, and trumped up mental health claims. And according to BuzzFeed, a Marijuana Policy Coordination Committee told the agencies via email in August to submit data demonstrating the most significant negative trends about marijuana and the threat it poses to the country. The committee's records show that it is asking officials only to portray marijuana in a negative light, regardless of what the data shows. And meanwhile, we have another headline that reads, Schizophrenia may lead to cannabis use, not the other way around. A study published today in the journal Nature Neuroscience makes a bold claim about the relationship between cannabis use and schizophrenia. Researchers found that the evidence supporting the theory that cannabis use can cause schizophrenia was weak, but found strong support for the idea that schizophrenia can cause or increase cannabis use. People struggling with schizophrenia may try to alleviate their symptoms by self-medicating with cannabis. Our findings may indicate that individuals at risk for developing schizophrenia experience symptoms that make them more likely to start using cannabis just to cope. A peer-reviewed report, which included contributions from more than 80 researchers from around the world, was based on the largest genetic study of cannabis use ever undertaken. Scientists have long suspected the connection between cannabis use and schizophrenia, but the research remains unclear about the possible causal relationship between the two. And back to lifestyle. In the midst of the CBD craze, New York City opens its first CBD cocktail bar. Currently, the only recreationally available cannabis in the Empire State is hemp-derived CBD, which contains virtually no THC whatsoever, and the state's medical program is both narrow in scope and meager in offerings. As a result, can-a-hungry New Yorkers have taken to buying up CBD tinctures at acupuncture studios and chugging coffee mixed with CBD powder at Brooklyn cafes. In industry, how the MedMen conquered the most cutthroat market in cannabis. MedMen Red seems to be everywhere these days. While most cannabis businesses remain locked within their home states, the LA-based company has spread over the past four years to include eight retail shops in Southern California, four dispensaries in New York, including a splashy new storefront on Fifth Avenue, and two in Nevada, with two more opening soon. It's hard to miss the company's aggressive marketing. 
This month, MedMen launched a $4 million advertising blitz, the largest in the company's history. Earlier this summer, it partnered with Gwyneth Paltrow's self-care brand, Goop, which now curates an in-store selection of vapes, CBD spiked bath bombs, and cannabis-infused teas and edibles at MedMen's Hip Venice Boutique. Meanwhile, the company's heavy investment in New York, where medical marijuana is still limited and adult use remains illegal, is like nearly everything MedMen does, a strategic move to build brand recognition and position the company to pounce when the state does go adult use legal. MedMen went public on the Canadian Stock Exchange in May, capping a two-year sprint of breakneck expansion that included broadening operations beyond retail to include two high-tech cultivation and manufacturing sites, each capable of producing five tons of cannabis annually. And today, the company is valued at roughly $1.4 billion. Boston's having its Freedom Rally this weekend. Fest takes place on Boston Common. If you're in the area of Boston this weekend, you are allowed to take your own food and drinks. However, you are not allowed to drink alcohol in public, so keep that in mind. And if you are not a state resident of Massachusetts, then unfortunately you cannot use your weed cards to go into any of the stores. There are no sales of cannabis at the Hemp Fest, however. So yeah make sure you bring your own or i'm not sure how that works but anyways it's gonna be a busy weekend so browse the menu online and make sure you order through leafly for easy pickup because it's gonna be a busy one this weekend in new england make sure you take an umbrella i hear you guys are gonna have some crazy weather but it is supposed to warm up nicely so be ready for that Remember, events like this can be overstimulating, so if you have a problem with a lot of people, maybe get yourself a high CBD strain like ACDC, Harlequin, or a new CBD strain that's high in CBDs called the CBD Lily. And that might help you relax a little bit and enjoy the environment. And just a heads up, parking at Boston Common will run you $28 for three to 10 hours. And remember all you potheads out there, even though it is legal to carry up to an ounce, you are not allowed to smoke it in public, so don't get it twisted. The Boston PD is not groovy, and they will not understand the fact that you are smoking weed at a hemp festival. <laughs> so... Keep yourself out of trouble and enjoy the entertainment. They have entertainment lined up all weekend. I'm kind of envious that I don't get to join it, but that's okay. This is gonna sum it up for our weekend headlines. This is Foxy Lady. If you would like to find out more about any of these stories that I have mentioned here today, stop on over to leafly.com because they have been more than gracious with their information today. I would like to give some credit to Ben Alden, Rebecca Kelly, Bruce Barcott, and Bailey Ron for helping contribute to the stories. And if I've missed a couple of authors, I apologize. And if you have not seen it yet, 11 deep thoughts from Elon Musk's talk with Joe Rogan. 
You can find that on YouTube. You can also check out the story on leafly.com. Just in case you're wondering, Jimi Hendrix put out Purple Haze in 1967, and the strain was not invented until the early 70s. So props to whoever won that bet. So hello, and welcome back. We have two new episodes that we're working on, I guess simultaneously. <laughs> the first of which, the one that's probably the most done, have you ever been to a dispensary? And would you like to tell the story of your first visit to a dispensary? And when I say dispensary, I mean a place that, a storefront that only sells marijuana and marijuana related products. Would you be willing to tell your story about your first time on our show? If so, get a hold of us. CannabisConundrum at gmail.com. That's C-O-M-U-M-D-R-U-M at gmail.com. Yeah, I could say the first part really great. <laughs> Stoner brain. You can also call 575-914-2444. And if you're on Anchor, get a hold of us on Anchor. The second story, how do you feel about dabs? You know what, I think this is going to, I feel like this is going to be a, a West, Western United States heavy episode. Prove me wrong. Are you the king of dabs? Do you think you could educate the world about dabbing and concentrates? Specifically, how to dab? Dab rigs? Um, do's and don'ts? Are you in for this? I think you are. I think your freaking goosebumps are arising right now. Like, that's me. Bring it. We're ready for you. That's going to drop soon as well. Dab etiquette. Weed 201. When I say prove it, I think I should clarify that this is an educational episode. So, we hope you have your teaching head on and not your... Oh man, I could do a whole half a gram in one dab. <laughs> nah, that's not what I'm after. We, we are after education. There's people that are doing it wrong and we need to show them how to do it right. And that's the cause to get behind. So get behind it. I'm waiting. 575-914-2444. From the heart of the desert, you have been listening to... Cannabis Conundrum. Hell yeah. <laughs> I could use some cannabis right about now. <laughs> we'll be right back. From our humble oasis in the heart of the desert, you are listening to Cannabis Conundrum. Would you like to be a part of the show? You can. Call us at area code 575-914-2444. Again, that's 575-914-2444. From the heart of the desert, Cannabis Conundrum will be right back.
This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, and I just kind of want to reach out to the listeners of Cannabis Conundrum and Awesome Sauce Radio just to tell you that I think you might enjoy some Weird AF News, right? You know what most people do with their news? They begin with some maybe NPR or CNN and Fox News, all those stories like four died this week, and it just brings you down. Who wants to start your day with a very angry brain? No, you want to start with a happy brain, which means you want to laugh. And if you listen to Weird AF News, you're going to laugh because I cover stories like researchers this week found that within Anne Frank's diary, she was writing dirty jokes. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) American Airlines bans insects, hedgehogs, goats, and hawks as, quote, emotional support animals on their flights. And a family realizes that a pet dog might be a bear after the animal starts walking around on its hind legs. Please. Start your day with Weird AF News. You can find me on all of your podcast platforms. Yes, hello. This message is for the Desert Fox. I just want to call and let you know. Mother Nature's Remedy. That's the name of the shop by me. Of course, they're everywhere here in L.A. But yes, I have my license. And uh, dispensary? That's just the shop, right? Are they all called dispensaries? Is that the official name? I don't even know. I haven't been in a while, to tell you the truth. But, uh, oh my goodness. Those edibles get me every time. <laughs> no, it's not a secret. But, uh, yeah, I would talk about it. Okay, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting to you the Desert Fox, 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 Fox. I don't even know what I'm trying to do. I don't even have a deep voice. I'm just saying, yes, I would be down. I'm sorry for the lackadaisical response, my friend. I love you. I appreciate you. And Foxy Lady, of course. Once again, how was the camping? Oh, wait, you didn't go yet. It's October 26th. I'm just playing. I want to go to Arizona still. But I am down to do that crazy late-night Johnny Carson thing. I think it is a great idea. And yes, the CBD thing was cool, but I have a cooler story because I have been to an actual dispensary and it was in San Francisco and that one right there was pretty nuts. And the actual dispensary story is cool, but the walk after to the to the hard line, to the T or whatever they call it out there, that was the even crazier dog. So I would be more than happy to contribute. Hello, welcome back. I guess you let that one in the bag, didn't you there, Maddie? Um, so next week on This Week in Cannabis, we plan to talk about uh, a camping trip. And it's going to be epic. And we won tickets to it. Maddie Pace may or may not have been the reason that we won said tickets. We're just going to leave it there. I don't know, maybe we can get somebody to come on the show and, and help us talk about it. But moving on, let's clean a few things up. Um, In the headlines portion of the show, we talked about the shit into the stick that 98 dispensaries in Michigan are getting on Friday. Well, so on Thursday, Judge Stephen Bordello granted a request for an injunction filed by attorney Denise Paulicia of how, on behalf of the Montreux dispensary. She said the emergency rules by the State Bureau of Medical Marijuana Regulation that extended a closure deadline from September 15th to December 15th. 
Polisius said she tried to work with the state and explain the position that they were putting responsible applicants in. The emergency rules were unconstitutional because the rules treated different categories of medical marijuana businesses differently. It put all of them, at the end of the day, in an impossible situation. When that didn't work, she filed a request for an injunction with the Court of Claims and on Thursday afternoon got a ruling from Bordello 90 minutes later. Kudos to you, my dear. Now everybody has more time to get things on the up and up. And I guess at the end of the day, that's what everybody was after. It went from 72 hours, <laughs> 72 hours, man, that would have been a great sale. Two, yes, three months. That's quite a difference. And it is a, definitely a positive step in the right direction. So let's see what happens. It's still crazy there in Michigan. I'm not convinced that this really solves anything, but it gives us more time to figure it out. Man, it's been almost 30 minutes now into the show and we haven't even talked about it yet. We've told you about some crazy places that we've been. We've been to Bingo, to the DL Lounge, I don't think any of them hold a candle to Lit. Lit Sundays is our new favorite place. And granted, we had to pay to get into it, but it's completely worth it. It's so legitimate. Uh, huge venue, DJ, um, live music. There is football because it's only on Sundays. So there's always football on the TVs. And there are dab stations around the place that people just give you free dabs, free vapes, free whatever. I mean, you just go around and they have all these things loaded and you just hit it. It's a brilliant concept and it's expanding. Every time we've gone, it's been bigger. Right now, Mint is hosting it. Um, there's going to be a big Ziggy pre-roll. Uh, I'm revealing party this Sunday, which is going to be awesome. Uh, next Sunday, I believe Vapen takes it over and they promise even more dab stations than there are now. And it's, <laughs> this place is crazy. I just, I can't put it into words. It's amazing. Big ups to A to Z Purple. That's how you can find him on, on Instagram. Dude is amazing. A to Z Purple. Yes, yes. He's amazed balls. Follow him on Instagram. And and as for the dab stations, yeah, everybody's running around and sharing pretty much the same tools. But they always have a plethora of little alcohol swabs so you can wipe off other people's cooties. It's all it's all good. Just the worry the thing you need to worry about the most is if someone sick is trying to hug you. <clears throat> Foxy may or may not have caught a little virus last time we were there. I don't know. But she's all better now and we're pumped and we're psyched. Tomorrow night, if you're in the Phoenix area and you have no idea what lit is still or where it is, DM me, hit up the show, 575-914-2444. From the heart of the desert, we're gonna wish y'all a great night. And I'm gonna issue a promise to have at least two episodes every week it's got to happen this one's gonna be easy to do the other one yeah 
it might take a little bit of work but I believe that the foxes can handle it we have so much to talk about that we just need to find a few minutes and throw it out so from the foxhole in the heart of the desert you have been listening to Cannabis Conundrum we love y'all thanks for sticking with us have a great night Nailed it.